You're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast, and this is episode number 38. This lady inspires us all to switch up our boring daily hairdos with simple, elegant styles, while also sharing with us her life as a wife and mama who loves Jesus. Hannah Grayley is known for sharing hair tutorials on Instagram and YouTube, along with little pieces of her every day. In this episode, you will hear Hannah and I talk about the beginning stages of her tutorials and how she had to push past insecurities in order to share her passion with others. We also touch on holiness concerning uncut hair and why it's important. Hannah also gives us a couple of hair care tips that you can start doing right away to make your hair healthier. I absolutely love Hannah's humble heart and meek spirit. I just know that you are going to love her too. So let me just stop yakking, and here is episode number 38 that I am calling Pushing Past the Comfort Zone with Hannah Grayley. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Keeping great content and products coming takes not only time, but money. This got me thinking, how can I keep doing what I love, creating stuff you love, while also building a special program just for Hello Awesome's most loved supporters? Enter in Patreon. Patreon is an amazing website where I have put together an exclusive reward membership system. For as low as $2 a month, I will exchange your financial contribution with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. This includes bonus podcast episodes that haven't even been released yet, audio content, free digital copies of all of my books, current and future, beautiful phone wallpapers, an official Hello Awesome tote bag, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com backslash helloawesome. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash helloawesome to become a Hello Awesome Patreon today or click the link in the show notes. I appreciate you so much and just giving a little bit to Hello Awesome, you will receive so much exclusive content from yours truly. One more thing. Did you know my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? That's right. Just search the titles and add them to your next Amazon order, and you can actually have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. Your support means the world to me. It really fills my heart, and it financially supports current and future Hello Awesome projects. Head to the show notes for a direct link to my Amazon author bio for more details. I am pleased to announce that the Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by the modest fashion clothing brand, Nuggles. Aiming to always provide beautiful, comfortable, and affordable apparel, Nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style. You don't have to break the bank or sacrifice that morning latte when you shop with Nuggles. In fact, Hello Awesome listeners can use the 10% off exclusive discount code by using HelloAwesome10 during checkout. Go to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's nu G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe right now. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. 
I have another great interview for you today. I am speaking with the lovely Hannah Grayley. Hannah, I am so excited that you are here with us. You may have seen her amazing, beautiful hair tutorials, and I wanted to speak with Hannah on the podcast today. So Hannah, can you just share with us who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from? Yes, of course. So first, thank you so much for having me. I really love your podcast and what you're doing here. It's really amazing. Um, Anyway, I'm Hannah Grayley, as you said already. I was born in Ohio, raised in Indiana, and I was also raised apostolic Pentecostal. I'm married to my best friend. His name is Joel, and we just celebrated six years of marriage, this month actually. We're a military family. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom to a three-year-old, and her name is Lenora Lynn. Oh my goodness, she's a dynamite with the biggest personality, but also in the best way. (laughs) I like to sing, play piano, style hair, and I love creating hair inspiration for ladies with long hair. So you may or may not better know me from Instagram as Grayley Hannah or on YouTube as Hannah Grayley now, but it used to be Hair by Hannah. Oh, right. You did change that name. So quickly, uh, what made you want to change to just being your full name? Well, I'm branching out a little bit and I'm starting to do more vlogging style stuff as well as the tutorial. So I felt putting hair by Hannah at the end of like a road trip vlog wasn't really fitting. So I needed to make it a little more generic just for um, branching out and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely could understand that. Uh, one of the first names I ever had was Art by JC. And mm-hmm. it was so creative, obviously. But When I started doing more writing, it didn't work, you know, so it didn't make sense. So I did go back and forth with names until Hello Awesome kind of stuck. So I definitely understand where your thought process is with rebranding. And I think that's super awesome. I'm so excited that, you know, we're talking about hair today. And I really wanted to know how old were you when you started getting into hair care and styling? Um, Well, I was, let's see, I've, I've loved styling hair for as long as I can remember. You know, it's always been a part of me. I've always enjoyed it. And being raised in a castle, as I said earlier, always having long hair, it, you know, it could get kind of difficult or just boring putting it the same way all the time. So I just started experimenting at a young age with my hair and different styles. Um, so sadly, I didn't get into the hair care part until about age 19 or 20. And then I started taking steps to restore my hair from its previous damage and that's when hair care became incredibly important to me and still is. Yeah. I could definitely agree that sometimes we do things to our hair when we're younger that we don't realize that it does damage our hair. And for me, I wasn't born in Pentecost. So I had a lot of damage that I did before. Um, Even having a hairstylist in my family, my stepdad is a professional hairstylist and My hair was always like his, you know, little baby. And I just remember probably around the same time in my late teens or early 20s, I was kind of like, oh, I can do whatever I want and took it upon myself and, um, you know, just did little things that probably were not very healthy at the time. So how did you get started sharing your hair tutorials online? Well, people would sometimes compliment my hair either in pictures um, or in person and a lot of times would follow up with oh you should do tutorials or you know I don't know you should 
start some sort of a page where you can inspire people with your hairstyles. And I was like, yeah, I don't even know how to do that. So <laughs> I just kind of ignored it for a while because I was working full time. And at one point I was working two jobs when my husband and I first got married. So I just didn't have time for that kind of stuff. And honestly, I didn't know how to start it. So um, after I had my daughter and I became a stay-at-home mom, I really needed a hobby. And so that's when I finally converted my old unused YouTube channel into a functioning one. And I uploaded my first tutorial. Hmm. Yeah. My story is very similar in that I also had a full-time job and I was kind of doing some stuff on the side, um, which was nice to have that outlet. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really until I had my first son that I realized I need to still do something for me. And so I think that's really important to mention, too, is that it's totally okay for moms to have hobbies. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You kind of need it. You need that, like you said, an outlet because things can get stressful and you need something that you enjoy. Mm Mm-hmm. So what did it look like for you when you were first sharing your videos? Like in the beginning, was was it difficult to push past any fears or insecurities or different hangups maybe that you had? Yes, uh, it was actually very difficult for me in the beginning. My first video got a lot of attention from, you know, family and friends and the few that were like, hey, you should do tutorials. But a few following that kind of left me feeling discouraged because they were just, you know, they'd get a couple views, a couple likes. And I was like, Oh, that's it. Like I put a lot of work into that. Um, so I definitely felt a little insecure and a little bit silly posting when very few people actually seemed to watch it or interact with the content I was putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually stopped posting for about a full year because I was like, it just doesn't feel worth it. You know how we beat ourselves up and we're like, oh, it's not worth it. I shouldn't do this. And, um, but I finally got past that and I was like, you know what? I want to try this again because hair and its significance is very much a passion of mine. So I said, God, if this is something I can do and it won't take my focus off of you or off of my family, then please help me to be able to do it. So I picked it back up about the beginning of last year, so 2018, and then things just took off from there. It was difficult to push past the insecurity at first, but um, making myself get out there out of my comfort zone little by little helped so much. Yeah, and I definitely think that's important to mention because I think some people who have maybe been following you for a while or have been following any of us online, you know, who have kind of a influence it might be easy for them to say, oh, look at them. They're so confident. They know what they're doing. I could never do that. And it's like, well, hold on a second. (laughs) Sometimes it's like a muscle. You have to like keep working at it, keep building it, keep, you know, um, gaining that confidence over time. Maybe some people right out the gate are that confident and God bless Mm -hmm. them. That's a special anointing (laughs) right there. Exactly. For the rest of us, probably the 90% of us, um, yeah, sometimes even little things like hearing your own voice or seeing your own face on video, it's a little intimidating, don't you think? Absolutely, I do. And that was another thing I had to push past was like, oh, I I really hate the way my voice sounds, you know, but my voice is what it is. I can't change it. 
it, it's just always going to be that way. So it's one of those things you just got to get over it, I guess, and just say, you know what, it's how I am, it's who I am, it's okay. Right, exactly. For sure. How were you able to overcome any fear of sharing online? Did you have specific things you did? Was there a point in time that you remember really just overcoming that? Um, honestly, I'm not sure that I have completely overcome that fear of sharing online because there's mm-hmm. always a level of questioning whether or not people will respond to your work. You know, a lot of hard work goes into that content. Um, each post, each tutorial, each blog, you know, video. And I'm not sure if it will be something people are interested in. But mm-hmm. I think the thing I told myself is, as long as I love what I'm putting out and love what I'm doing, then at least one person is going to love it, you know? So you just, I don't know that I've completely overcome that, but at some point I just stopped caring, I guess, not caring, but stopped being so concerned. As long as I, I loved what I was putting out, then I think, you know, it was all worth it to me. So I don't know. I, yeah. I think I'm still trying to overcome that fear completely. But like I said, as long as you're just pushing yourself, that's mm-hmm. the best you can do. Right. Yeah, I agree. I understand that for sure. Um, I think at some point we maybe chip away at it, you know, like we chip away at the mm-hmm. fear and we gain more confidence, but it doesn't mean that we're we're just completely fearless, you know? Right. I mean, we're we're human (laughs) and (laughs) we really, especially if it's something that we love and we're passionate about, we want to make sure that we're honoring it the right way and um, that we're also serving a purpose too. So I definitely can understand that mindset of, you know, questioning, not always in a negative way, but just making sure you're being discerning about different things. Yeah, for sure. How have you seen God move through the videos that you've shared online, whether on YouTube or Instagram? Well, a few ways, actually. So it's quickly become kind of a ministry, and I don't use that word lightly. Um, Hearing young girls and ladies say that they were tempted to cut their hair out of frustration because they didn't know what to do with it, Mm. but that watching these videos has helped them realize they have so many possibilities for their long hair and that their desire to cut their hair has faded and that means the world to me really and truly because that's what this is all about another way is that i've been able to travel and teach hair classes in churches and help both ladies new to the church and those that are more seasoned in the church be able to learn new hairstyles and techniques and that's really cool to me i love doing that wow that's incredible and that's such a god thing you know, it might have been like a dream that you have that you maybe thought could never happen, or it could be a dream that you never thought, even thought was a possibility. You know what I mean? Right. And then as it's happening, you're like, you know what? This is something that I love to do, and this is a dream of mine. Yes, it, I absolutely agree. It's a God thing because. For one, I hadn't really, like you said, I hadn't really ever thought something like that would be possible, like traveling around, you know, that takes time and money and you have a family, it can be um, a little bit difficult, but God has just opened doors and worked it out perfectly every single time. So definitely 100% dedicate that to God. He made all of that happen. 
That's so awesome. I love when he does that. <laughs> I do too. It's amazing. So then what would you tell the girl who's listening who would love to start sharing her passions, whatever they are, on social media, but they're having a hard time getting past that anxiety about it? I would say if you're feeling even an ounce of boldness, take advantage of that Um, because that boldness comes and goes. But if you're feeling it, jump out there. Because I remember, like I said a little bit ago, I got so discouraged the first year I started posting. You know, my page only had 200 followers after a full year, and I kind of gave up on it, honestly. So don't make my mistake. Stay consistent, and you'll see growth. That first step is the hardest, so just go for it. Because once you've done that, and you keep at it, and you love what you do, if there's passion behind it, it will drive you and push you past that anxiety and help you step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's really good. I agree. What Hannah said, do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So going back to hair, what's something you know now about hair that you wish you knew back then about how to take care of it? I wish I had had the resources that we have now. And that makes me sound so old. But seriously, <laughs> Instagram wasn't a big thing when I was a young teenager. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just had to figure out stuff myself. I ended up damaging my hair really badly because I just used so much heat. I didn't have anyone saying, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. Or that's not good for your hair. Or, you know, alternatively offering me advice. So I wish I had known that using heat every day and not using good products would alter my hair later down the road. Yeah, same. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of things that I did too, a lot of heat. And honestly, um, even as simple as how to properly comb my hair, of course, my stepdad would always tell me how to properly do it. You start from the you know the bottom up. And I was just... Mm-hmm so rebellious that I would just start from the top down and create so many snarls and knots and I have such curly curly hair and he would just shake his head and say I told you just something simple to do could make a big difference yes exactly he's probably gonna laugh if he hears this (laughs) (laughs) I was just gonna say what you said about the combing your hair properly is important um because like you said, brushing from the top, it'll create all these rats and knots in the middle of your hair. And then you still have to start at the bottom of your hair to detangle that. And it may sound confusing, like what? You start at the bottom of your hair, but mm-hmm. um, working your way up kind of helps with detangling those rats or preventing those rats before they even get in your hair or tangles. I guess I should say tangles instead of rats. <laughs> I've never heard that rats. Oh, well, you know what? It does make sense because... <laughs> Because my my stepdad always called my hair a rat's nest, so that probably yes, and I, think, I think that's where it comes from. So, <laughs> yeah. Backtrack, I meant tangles, not rats. <laughs> right. So can you give us your three best tips for helping our hair get stronger and healthier? Um, I'm going to sound like such a mom right now, but I am one, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> But take your vitamins because lacking vitamins can seriously mess up your hair and skin. So, you know, I make sure I take my vitamins every day. Use oils on the ends of your hair. 
and always, always condition your hair after washing. No matter what your hair type, they make different conditioners for different hair types. So a mm-hmm. um, little recap, take your vitamins, use a leave-in oil, and condition after every wash. Yeah. I have to agree to all those things, especially condition, because as you get older, you're inevitably going to have damage to your hair. Your hair is going to get damaged at some point um, just from basic use, you know, or living your life. And I know for me, having super, well, my hair type is very, very curly um, with my Hispanic background. It can get very you know, uh, out of control, very easy. And if I don't add some sort of conditioner, it also gets very brittle and dry. And I love, I love personally to use a leave-in conditioner um, (laughs) first to create like a mask. And then sometimes I put like an oil over that because sometimes the oil with my hair type um, can actually make the snarls worse. But I still agree like oils and leave-in conditioner or any conditioner really is definitely essential. Yes, and you raise a good point there. Um, I tend to think of my hair type when I'm advising just in a general setting. So definitely pick a leave-in that works for your hair because I know creams are better for curly hair rather than an oil. And even too much oil on my hair can give me these tiny little micro knots. And it's just, if I use too much, it can cause those little knots. So um, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Definitely use the product that is right for your hair type. Yeah. I just know from trial and error. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Best way to learn sometimes, I guess. Do you have a daily hair care ritual? And if you do, could you share what you do? So I don't really have a daily hair care ritual because um, the days I don't wash my hair, I don't really do a lot to it. But some things that I consistently do is make sure I keep my hair detangled. So I'll just run a a pick through it every day, you know, at some point during the day. I keep oils on the ends of my hair, even if I haven't washed it, just because I have that damaged hair from years ago. And I, I try to maintain that as well as possible. And I give it a break on days I don't need to be seen in public. So if Mm -hmm. I don't have to go out anywhere, I usually just, you know, leave it down or I'll put it in a messy top knot on those days. Um, And then on the days that I wash my hair, sometimes I will do a hair mask before washing. And then I use conditioner after shampooing. And I always apply leave-in oil to the end of my hair while it's wet. Now, I use coconut oil on my hair because it works can you give me your opinion on using coconut oil in your hair? Um, I think if it works for your hair, definitely use it. It doesn't work on my hair, and I think it's just the mm-hmm. hair type. I think it works, and this is just my personal opinion, but I think it works better on wavy or curly hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but my hair just doesn't respond to it. My hair feels like straw after I use it. So I do not use it on its own. Typically, I'll mix it with a conditioner or something sometimes. Um, but I say if it works for you, then go for it because finding something that works for you is important. Yeah, for sure. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I know it depends on uh, the different hair types, but I know I hear a lot about coconut oil all over social media or if I'm searching for tips, but I don't normally hear that sometimes it doesn't work. (laughs) So I'm glad you uh, mentioned that because if it doesn't work, don't feel bad. It's not... 
you know, it's not like a huge deal. You just probably need to switch a different product to use for your hair type. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, a lot of people think coconut oil and really any product is a one size fits all. And that's definitely not the Mm -hmm. case because our hair consists of so many different hair types, even in like just my hair. I have some wavy strands and most of them are pretty stick straight, but um, coconut oil just doesn't work for me. So definitely experiment with products and mix oils because I've found that mixing oils is the best route for me. Yeah. So what would you say is probably the biggest mistake that we could do that would damage our hair? I would have to say neglect because um, not maintaining our hair from the start will negatively affect our hair later down the road. So especially if you believe in not cutting your hair, as I do, once the damage is done, it's done and it's difficult to make it look nice again. So I would definitely say that the biggest mistake we can make is just not taking care of our hair in the first place. Yeah, I have to agree with that for sure, because having super curly hair can be really frustrating. And there was a time when I just couldn't handle it. I was just done with it. And I had tried so many products that actually added a lot of things to my hair that weren't good. And it made it impossible to almost get out of that rat's nest, you know, and, (laughs) and I just started researching natural hair care products and specifically products that would help rebuild my natural hair as it was not trying to use products that are meant for let's say people who color their hair or mm-hmm. um you know that contain a lot of um just harsh chemicals that I don't right. need so i right. i definitely agree that once i switched the actual products that had more natural ingredients or ingredients that were geared towards my hair type and actually limiting what I was doing. Like I have maybe four things that I put in my hair, not like, mm-hmm. not like a dozen. <laughs> so I right. limited the amount of things. Um, it made my hair almost breathe again and come back to life. Yeah. I think less is more when it comes to hair care. Just keeping it basic and simple is the best way. Now, you had mentioned earlier that someone had reached out to you and had said that your videos helped them make the decision to not cut their hair and to keep with that standard. I wanted to know personally for you why uncut hair is so essential and so important. For many reasons, it's important to me. For one, as a firm believer in 1 Corinthians eleven fifteen, where it says, But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. Um, I take that scripture very much to heart. Um, I don't cut my hair, so if it's damaged, I have to live with that. Um, But I believe that 1 Corinthians 11.15 is just as important as Acts 2.38. You know, it's it's in the Bible for a reason. Hmm. So I take that to heart and um, it's my glory. And if God thought it was so special that he called it my glory and it brings glory to him, I feel it's so important to treat it as such, to treat it as my glory. So that's kind of why I believe what I believe. I'm very passionate about hair because of that. I'm passionate about its maintenance because of that. 
I don't believe in cutting my hair, so I have to take care of it from the start mm-hmm. and then live with whatever damage I've done to it. Right. That was really good. And I appreciate you talking about that and sharing those scriptures because I do believe that standards are as important as doctrine. And I think that it's easy for us to look at what the world is doing and forget what God is telling us. And for me, because like I said before, I wasn't brought in the church. So when I started reading the scriptures for myself and researching and looking at what the word says and God was convicting me on a personal basis, I realized that as somebody who previously cut their hair, I realized the value in in handing over that power to the Lord, you know, the ability Mm -hmm. to alter my God-given appearance. If I handed that to the Lord, that's a powerful act of submission, really, that the world is telling me I could do whatever I want, but your word is saying that you made me beautiful. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And so me altering my appearance to appeal, appeal to other people or even to appeal to my own flesh is sinful. Mm-hmm. The other thing was when I was really looking at the scripture and I was looking at what happened at Calvary and what he did for me, I realized that when it came to handing over the power to control my appearance and alter my appearance, that it was such a small price to pay so that I could be in obedience to the word and to the Lord. And so I know for me, it was just really easy, actually, because I realized that any motive that I had, like which, what basically like what my motive was, and I, I encourage us to really think about what is our motive. Um, like my motive for cutting my hair, what that was is all based in vanity, you know, and I'm not saying we're not vain, you know, being Pentecostal, it happens, you know, but I'm just saying that um, as far as like my relationship with the Lord, I couldn't have vanity be part of that new covenant with him. And so stepping into uh, this whole lifestyle was so life changing. Um, But Modesty to me included not cutting my hair. And that was very difficult to tell people that I loved and, you know, tell my family that. And we had a lot of deep discussions about it. And at the end of the day, they realized that it was a deep conviction I had and they honored that. And I just remember thinking, too, one of the last things I want to just touch on is I just kept thinking, you know, our hair is almost like our veil. You know, if we're the bridegroom and, you know, the groom is coming for his bride and I don't want my veil to be cut. I don't want it to be, you know, altered in any way. I want to have it intact and pure in the state that it should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I actually love the way you put that. That's almost poetic. I really like that. So before we go, can you please let us know where we could find you online? Um, I'm so, so grateful that you took the time to be with us today on the podcast. Hannah, I love all your videos and your posts and I cannot wait to see what other content you create for us. So if you could just share where we could find you on um, Instagram or YouTube or online anywhere. Um, yeah, just just uh, let us know. Well, thank you so much. You can find me on Instagram as Grayly Hannah, G-R-A-L-E-Y-H-A-N-N-A-H, just in case anyone has trouble finding that. And YouTube, Facebook, and Pinterest as Hair by Hannah. And you can also search me as Hannah Grayley on YouTube. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being here.
Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.